This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back to Becky All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Now let's talk about the Sunday games happening for week 12. We discussed Thanksgiving in the last segment. Make sure to check that out on our podcast. But uh, yeah, Joe was giving me a little bit of grief because we briefly mentioned uh, Ravens at Chargers. uh, Ravens four-point favorites here. And it certainly (laughs) seems like uh, a lot of people are going to back Baltimore here uh, for reasons to disparage the Chargers. And that probably isn't very good process. But apparently now I'm just all in on the Chargers, all in on Brandon Staley because I feel like they can turn things around i don't think i feel that way but you know reputation always precedes me i guess joe are you out on them are you out on the charges or they're just there they're just they just they merely exist uh it is the christmas (laughs) m&m's commercial they do exist that that's about as good as it's gonna get for them but i think uh they get a win they win this and then we're going to hear, see, see, not dead, playoff picture, bottom of the AFC, all jumbled up. Why not the Chargers? They have the best quarterback of the group. Like I can see if they just steal one soon, uh, you'd be back on board. Yes, take Patriots, a drink every time I Broncos, say hashtag value. <laughs> Patriots, Broncos, Raiders after this week. So we wouldn't be wrong yeah. if they pull it off this Big week. quarterback advantage in all of those. Huge quarterback. No kidding. <laughs> In that the Chargers oh, have one and they don't. Right. It's about that simple. The fact simple. that the Chargers didn't cover and made Jordan Love look, made me question, is Jordan Love good? <laughs> says all you need to know about the Chargers. In my you know, opinion. It's funny. You know, it's funny you bring that up because I actually had a random thought as I was watching it. Because that, you know, being in LA, that was the game that was on. But... I, Random thought I had, like the Packers haven't been this bad in a while. Like I know there was one year that Rodgers missed the the lion's share of the season. They weren't good that year either. But for the most part, the Packers have been insanely consistent and insanely good for a really long time because of consistent quarterback play, all that good stuff. But this year, they're not good. And yet at the same time, I found myself not backing the Chargers because of just being at Lambeau Field in November what can the Chargers do about things like cleats, prepping for the elements, all those kinds of things? And I just found myself not backing the Chargers, even though, you know, the model suggested maybe there's some value doing that. I can't back Jordan Love, but for some reason, the conditions are favorable for him. And I'm curious, Joe, if like there are times when you have certain games or certain conditions where you go, 
normally I would bet this side, but because of X, I just can't do it. And I think for me, it's just the Packers at home late in the year. Is there something that yeah, kind of felt- stands out that's similar in your process? I actually had the same thought process on that game because Thursday when we did the Mm -hmm. contest picks, I have to look back. I think I said Chargers minus three. I didn't take them in any of my contests. I didn't bet on them. I didn't take them in lightning bets on Friday. It's just as we got closer and closer, I'm like, ah, no, no, I don't don't think so. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, there are certain situations, especially when once the weather is going to turn, like here in the Midwest, it hasn't really done that yet. There's a few times we're talking about mm-hmm. possible wind. But as far as temperatures, no, we haven't seen it. And that's why golf indoors being so terrible yesterday was kind of alarming. Because this is the time of the year when you start to wonder about golf, get, going outdoors. Uh, there's a situation that, that always seems to stand out. There are certain certain home field advantages. We're going to see one tonight that I would put on the on the short list where you would want to take a look at see like Denver going on the road for three weeks after this. I think that that's something to keep in mind. So maybe, maybe you're not going to feel as strong about the Denver Broncos as you did last night over, over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. There are certainly uh, plenty of situations where yeah, you do need to consider, especially this time of year. Mm. Golf in Chicago coming up. That'll be a bad oh, I've one seen that. Them. Yeah. It's probably going to be a bad one. <laughs> It's probably going to see, and, and so they're going to just in that matchup. What's interesting for the lines, and you could you could compare this to other games that they have coming up. So Campbell wants to run the ball, and so in that one, you would think, okay, he's going to want to run the ball, but in that specific matchup, you're going against an elite run defense. So it's hard for them to do that. Th- that didn't show itself in the final drive of the game for the Lions yesterday, but the Bears' run defense over the course of the season has been excellent. So like cases like that where you want to run, but you can't really run, like let's say you're facing mm-hmm. a Tampa Bay, something like that, those are, uh, those are some interesting matchups that, that could be weather-related moving forward. And then the teams that have – so, like, Ed, we've talked a lot about on the show um, – I know you have on Sharper just about how these elite run games have not existed this year. So as the weather is right. turning, as we're getting into December, how is that going to impact things moving forward? Mm-hmm. Does that mean we do a lot of unders? I mean, that's going to yeah. matter a great deal more? because a, you are running the ball a bit more under those conditions, but then also too, is it our defenses know this, right? So they're going to start stacking the box and if your run game isn't that good to begin with against a light box, what do you expect they're going to do against, you know, two extra defenders, three extra defenders in the box? Like, that's going to be a big problem here. When you were talking about Jared Goff and what to do about him uh, going forward, I wonder if, say, some offenses are going to start to resort to play action a good bit more. Where, yeah, they realize the, the run isn't as effective, but if you do some play action... Yeah, the the run game isn't necessarily indicative of how effective your play action is going to be, but you do need to make sure that the looks are exactly the same, where your run looks exactly like your play action passing so that linebackers can get fooled. And so the one pushback I guess I would have in terms of my own process and betting a bunch of unders here is, okay, who will be the elite play action quarterbacks? Can they make it work under those kinds of conditions? If they can, maybe those will be the exceptions where I don't want to just blindly bet a bunch of unders, but find those play-action quarterbacks, and they're going to be the ones who are going to be successful going forward. 
Hmm. Yeah, a lot, lot to get to. I don't know if this is the time for this week, but it's we're around the time of the year when uh, those are those are some things that you do need to consider. When you when you mention play action, I'm like, oh yeah, Gino, and then we're not going to see Gino. It, it appears right. we'll see what see what happens uh, moving forward. But um, as far as this week, a seven point move without Burrow. It was minus six, Bengals minus six against the Steelers. Now it's Steelers minus one. And we had that conversation like the entire sports world did on Friday, the value of Joe Burrow and what he really means and how he means more to the Bengals than maybe almost any other quarterback out there. Is the seven-point move enough? It's funny that I tend to go over overboard. You know, like historically, like when we go to backup quarterbacks, the line moves too much. And I always sort of use that as my baseline to say, okay, when are the exceptions as far as when the line isn't moving enough? And it might be this one just because this offense revolves around Joe Burrow so much. Like we had questions about the Spingles offense in terms of not having all of the receivers and saying, okay, Burrow has to have everybody, and he needs to be more than well-protected so that this injured version of the quarterback can still be effective and throw to whomever he wants. So we already had questions coming in, and now you're dealing with Jake Browning, who hasn't played that much over the last few years, and he may not have you know everything at his disposal. That's going to be a problem here. I don't care what the Steelers are doing offensively. I think the defense can have a get-right spot going up against backup a backup quarterback. What do you think, Aaron? Yeah, I'm with you. I almost think this should be like Steelers minus three or something like that. Two and a half, three, somewhere, somewhere in that range. I don't think – I just think it's going to be tough. And there's just such a small sample size on Browning. So I don't – I'm just not that confident. Bengals side yeah Bill's getting more than a field goal most likely I mean we'll see what happens with the Eagles tonight and there there might be some sort of adjustment who knows could could head in either direction but let's assume it's more than a field goal anybody tempted Mm -hmm. Bills are back already bet it already bet it Bills you're giving me more than a field goal Josh Allen yeah I know you're giving me more than a field goal Josh Allen come on Love the After hook. playing the Chiefs on a short week? Short week, yes. And, mm-hmm. yeah, can mm-hmm. the Eagles do to the Bills probably what they're going to try and do tonight with the running game? Yeah, they can. But, like, their passing defense, which, again, I think could be an issue tonight, susceptible to a Mahomes if the KC offense is right or Josh Allen if they figure some things out or even when he's at his best. Again, they got every game – and we've seen this with teams in the past where they're kind of up against it. They just got to get in. They got a murderer's row of games, but they, you know, they could get hot for a stretch here. So, yeah, again, more yeah. than three. Uh, this is, I mean, what was this? This is what? This is inside a field goal every look ahead ever. The Bills might even be, eh, they're probably not favored, but I'm shocked I, to see it at more than three. I, I also don't want to just take a look at yesterday and say, huh, it's the Jets and toss it to the side. That Jets defense has owned Josh Allen over the last couple of years, and they put up a crooked number against one of the top defenses. So we shouldn't just quickly say, oh, well, they can't do anything offensively and brush to the side. Um, What the Bills offense did was the story of that game. Also, I was thinking about it tonight. Like, we've been talking about how the Chiefs defense has been 
pretty good this season. If Hertz was already banged up, possibly going into this game, like what if he is even more banged up? Like we've been seeing a right. lot of injuries lately. And now, I mean, obviously you're trying to like predict the future and just try to get a better number before this line moves after the game. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, there was something I think about this Bills offense where Joe Brady didn't change very much. I mean, you can't like short week, same offense. Like you got to have a full offseason to change things. Also have personnel moves, all that stuff. So Joe Brady's not going to change very much. But what is interesting to me is that sometimes pushing that reset button might matter a great deal in terms of just getting everybody's attention going, look. Mm-hmm. Front office, we still believe in you. We will do whatever we can do. And, you know, we've talked about this in terms of, you know, other sports and other situations, but there's just something about, okay, we will hit the reset button because we still believe that we can make the playoffs and we can accomplish the goals that we've set out for ourselves. It's not that Joe Brady changes anything. I think he signifies something where we are going to see a different Bills offense, maybe just a better version. Like they will execute in a much better way, but they're not necessarily going to do different things. And the play calls may not be significantly different, but it goes back to this notion that Josh Allen has played really well. The problem is the defense is insanely banged up. I mean, what is it? Amelia Probst of PFF. She looked at how Mm -hmm. much of the cap was lost by all 32 teams in terms of non-quarterback positions. And the Bills are number one right now. Because all of this defensive talent that they've invested in, they're hurt. And so that's forcing Josh Allen, despite having an insanely high completion percentage over expected and total EPA and all that good stuff, it's forcing him to play at a perfect level. And the thing is, he can do it. I wonder over these next few games if Josh Allen is just going to outsert a bunch of teams. So maybe you ought to bet on the overs for Buffalo games over the next few contests. And maybe that's something to think Mm -hmm. about here. But, Joe, I think when it comes to how to look at the Bills going forward, don't you agree that the ceiling is much higher for them than just about everyone else in the AFC? Yeah. Yeah. If we go back to a couple of years ago, and it's it's difficult to because it feels uh, like the, the league has changed so much. But you know, I think we were talking about it during the break that they can just outscore anybody. They still have that ability. And you know what they didn't do yesterday? They weren't leaning on Stefan Diggs. They did it with other dudes. And it was more of a run-heavy approach, which is exactly what a lot of us uh, were expecting. But they got everybody involved. Maybe that's something that we're going to see more of. Instead of Diggs getting 10 to 13 targets every single game, uh, they're going to spread the ball around. So I'm, I'm excited to see what happens Moving forward, now either the Bills get put away or if they hang with these very difficult teams coming up, like, oh, hey, yeah, I know they got some bad losses early, but uh, let's not forget about this team. Uh, Vikings, Bears, next Monday, three and a half. Does anybody else think that's short? It's short. I'm with you, 100%. Yeah. Like, 
there's there's something to be said for like what happened on Sunday. Some of it was very fluky. Again, it goes back to those turnovers. But I think when you filter mm-hmm. those out, Minnesota still played a pretty good game. Whereas with mm-hmm. Chicago, like how much faith do we really have anymore in most phases? Like there are a few things that they do really well, but it's not like Justin Fields is such to where he's going to constantly evolve and grow. Like I think what you saw is what you're going to get, right? Yeah. Um, I'd have to take a look at how Flores' defense has done against running quarterbacks. But I, the last time they played, it was at Soldier Field. Uh, Vikings, they didn't do anything all game, and they won. They still won 19-13. to 13. Fields got hurt in that game. Uh, is Jefferson going to make his return? I don't know. There's a buy looming for Minnesota, so they might want him to sit one more week. But yeah. there was an adjustment from the look ahead from four and a half down to three and a half. I'm like, okay, that's giving the Bears a little bit too much credit and also dinging Minnesota a little bit too much. Tough game at Denver. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our lightning bets, our favorite plays for tonight. That's right here on the BetQL Network.